Otherwise with Nancy Richards. Yes, indeed, it is otherwise. And how very otherwise is that petrol price hike? My goodness me, that is just shock horror. I think we're going to have to get the bikes out or the roller skates or some sort of alternative. Yo, something to think about. Well, otherwise it is. And I'm Nancy Richards and the team today is Hazel Mikrozeni and Albert Clarkson. And we have for you today a little bit of food, quite a lot of food, in fact, or food or no food, perhaps I should say. But before we get on to the food aspect, first up, Extraordinary Women. They uh, sound like they're having lots of fun, doing good stuff. It's a, a, an entrepreneur's organization. We're going to be talking to the founder of this cake-based organization for the female of the species. She's Gwen Clopper. After that, we'll get stuck into the food, being it's Food Friday. We're going to be talking to food blogger Tuli Gogela. And then after the news headlines, detox. Have you ever thought about giving yourself a clean-up from the inside out? Well, what is detoxification exactly? And what can you do? How can you do it safely and surely so that all you achieve is a cleaner, healthier new you? We'll be chatting to a dietitian and a doctor, Helen De Beer and Jenny Garda, respectively. So... What's news? Well, there's really only one piece of news right now. I think as we hear about the legal tussling amongst the Mandela family, Nelson Mandela's eldest daughter, Maka Ziwe, admonishes the world's press for invading the family's privacy and for waiting like vultures outside his hospital. And in Cape Town, Mayor Patricia DeLille has called for Cape Townians to emulate the values and leadership associated with the former president with the launch this Sunday of a new moral code called the City of Cape Town Pledge. And just as there's an exhibition in the Mother City Civic Centre called the Nelson Mandela Legacy, so an exhibition of artworks called We Love Mandela is going to be launched in Nelson Mandela Square in Santon. That's happening on his 95th birthday on July the 18th, and God willing, he'll still be with us. And that will be uh, there until August before moving on to London. And also on the Mandela legacy, I see the President Barack Obama, wife and daughters have opted to visit Robin Island in favour of a safari in Tanzania. Certainly it may not be appropriate for the US President to be visiting the ailing statesman right now, but I guess he can at least pay his respects to his place of incarceration. And I guess respect is in fact the word at this critical time in Nelson Mandela's long and invaluable life, and we wish him well. Listen to Otherwise. Imagine the walls and the roof of your newly built home cracking and crumbling around you. The National Home Builders Registration Council has come to the rescue of consumers who find themselves in a situation where they have been left with a defective house. This week, Yulungelo Lako will inform viewers on all they need to know when building a house and the role played by the NHBRC. Tune in to Yulungelo Lako on Friday between 1.30 and 2.30 in the afternoon only on SABC1. Bahana A time is back bigger and better. Hello, caller. So, I heard that Jane is going to be made of honor at Andrew's wedding. What? I also heard that I can get 50% free airtime every time I recharge with the MTN. It's impossible, right? I don't know about Engine Jane, but the 50% Mahala airtime is no rumor. Recharge and get 50% Mahala airtime every day at any time to make free MTN to MTN calls. Send SMSs and use the internet. Believe it. Now that's bigger and better Mahala for you. Conditions apply. Minimum recharge value is 10 Rand. You never know who will be the next to inspire a whole nation, the ones who will grow up and do great things and unite our entire country. Believe that anything is possible. You never know who the next Madiba will be. With your support, the Nelson Mandela Children's Hospital will honour Nelson Mandela's wish to make world-class healthcare available to all children in Africa, irrespective of their social or economic status. 
Visit www.nelsonmandelaschildrenshospital.org for more information. SMS SABC GIFT to 40301. SMS costs 2 rand or 20 rand. Free SMSs do not apply. Terms, conditions and network administration costs apply. Nelson Mandela Children's Hospital, a family dedicated to care. Otherwise, with Nancy Richards. Indeed, otherwise, with me, Nancy Richards, here on SAFM. Well, first up, before we get on to food, we're going to be talking a little bit about Extraordinary Women. Well, we have on the line Gwen Ploppers. She's the founder of Extraordinary Women, and uh, she's there. They are our women's organization slot today. Each and every Friday, we try and have a women's organization featured. So if you've got one that you would like to tell us about, whether it's locally, locally here in South Africa or abroad, do. You can let us know on otherwise at safm.co.za or find us on our Facebook page, which is otherwise on SAFM. Well, Glenn, uh, Gwen sorry, has uh, described Extraordinary Women as a platform to lead, inspire, support, and recognize women entrepreneurs with a view to building a better balanced economy. Hi, Gwen. Hello, Nancy. Thanks very much for joining us. Uh, so tell us a little bit about Extraordinary Women. What we've, we've heard what your vision for it is, but why did you, why did you start it and when? Well, thanks for asking, Nancy. It's always a great opportunity to talk about something that I'm really passionate about. Um, Extraordinary Women started about seven years ago when I left the corporate world. I was just really frustrated with it felt like for me selling my soul to the devil, you know, just working 18 hours a day. And I just realized I need to be more to life than this. And I resigned, not really knowing what to do after that. And then I entered the world of being an entrepreneur. It was extremely daunting. I didn't always know where to turn. You know, what do you do? What, how do you find it? What it is that your passion is about? And how do you find your purpose? So I was really struggling to find my own purpose. I was so defined by what the corporate world had, what I thought, you know, defined me was the corporate world. And just through my own search, I was frustrating, frustrating, not knowing where to turn, you know, spending a lot of money trying to just understand what it is that I'm passionate about. And Extraordinary Women was born basically out of that frustration. Also the many women around me that actually inspired me that are just are passionate, love what it is that they're doing. So that's how Extraordinary Women basically was born. Hmm. So you spend a lot of money trying to find what it was that you were passionate about. What were you looking to start? I mean, entrepreneur is a very broad term. What were you wanting to do, start up your own business or what exactly? Well, initially I started helping my ex-husband running his business. I thought, well, what do I do while I try and find this? And I think it was more in pursuit of trying to find my purpose. Um, at this stage of my life, I wanted to feel like, um, you know, I was born for a reason. I wasn't just flogging and slaving. I was actually making a difference in the world. So I started going. I became a seminar junkie, so to speak. I spent a lot of money to try and find about different things. I just knew that, you know, if I worked that hard as I did in a corporate environment, I had to make a success of something. I wasn't quite sure what that something was yet. So I basically became a seminar junkie, just going to all the different kinds of seminars, learning, just taking in as much um, information that I could. Started up many different kinds of small businesses, which didn't really work because I don't think, for me, the success was the passion. It wasn't really driven by something that I loved. So basically, it was a lot of soul-searching, a lot of time just trying to find what I'm passionate about, and that's when I realized that um, through this journey, I found a lot of information. I found a lot of answers for myself, um, and then I thought, well, you know, how do, I know how I help other women that are transitioning from the workplace to try and find their purpose through my own journey, and that's when I realized how amazing South Africa is in terms of entrepreneurial spirit 
and now if you're really driven by passion and the support that we get, you know, we can make anything possible. And then also through the power of the story of women. I think that's also how I stumbled across that at one cocktail evening. We just sat and we decided to start sharing our stories. And that's when I realized every woman has a story to tell, which actually serves to inspire others. So I was just so inspired. And that's how um, also the concept of a success in high um evening started, where we have women telling their success stories, their different journeys. I think that's how it all evolved um, and realized that every woman that is really passionate about what it is that they can do and can follow their dreams, whatever that might be. It doesn't necessarily have to be an entrepreneur. Basically, just anything that they're really passionate about, you know, with the support and encouragement of other women around them, you know, anything is possible. So when you get together, which you do on a regular basis? That's correct. We get together on a monthly basis. There is four networking chapters around Cape Town. We're looking at expanding Johannesburg um, and Port Elizabeth very soon. We, um, that's more focused on the woman that already is in business, the networking sessions. So we select various topics. We range from topics that are inspirational to inspire us. We all need an holistic approach. We need to be inspired because often it's very tough running our own business. And there's, um, often we have then also the business-related topics like social media, how do you market, upcoming events in Somerset West on the 4th of July, focusing on how do you use your passion to drive your business. So we like a mix of entrepreneurial and inspirational. We also have a holistic network which focuses more on the non-traditional stuff, so to speak, you know, like Reiki. You know, we do a bit of laughter, yoga, that kind of thing. Um, we do that also on, on a monthly basis. Our cocktail evenings, then, is focused more on women telling their stories. You know, whatever your passion might be, whatever your story might be, um, it's more in terms of inspiration and not so much in the business networking side of things. And that we normally do about once every three months. We've also just launched a new series, which is Lunch with an Extraordinary Woman, where we had the wonderful Jenny Morris the Giggling Gourmet, also just sharing her story with us as well. So as you can see, very passionate about women in stories and their journey. It sounds, it sounds like lots of fun, and it certainly sounds like it's got a place right around the country, I would say. When you say there are four networking chapters, um, all those four different types of meetings that you have, is that what you mean, or have you got four networks or, or four different chapters in different areas? We have four different chapters in different areas. We have one in Lowberg. In Longabon, which, which is our holistic network, we have one in Somerset West and in the southern suburbs in Constantia. Okay. So does everybody all go to each one of those every time there's a gathering? We have a few ladies that actually attend every single one of them, all four. We travel together, some of us, when we can. We have a little road trip. But we have quite a few of the ladies that attend all of them, and then we have ladies that just attend, you know, that are local to the area, so the ladies in Somerset West will attend, or, you know, in the southern suburbs, so to speak, now, because it's obviously a bit hard to travel in the mornings yeah, and the yeah. early. So, and then you see, Joel, we have different ladies attending the different events. Okay. So, Gwen, is this now your purpose? Is this what you spent all this time looking for? Is this it? I absolutely believe so, yes. Mm. I think in my real passion is the women and their stories. And that's why I think we create the platform for those stories to be told. Be it women that are successful in business, which is where we select our guest speakers as well for our networking breakfast. And then for the inspiration, as I say, you know, for our, our lunches and our workshops and our, our cocktail evenings, I have an extreme passion for women, off, you know, and in, in following their journey, dreaming big. I think, you know, sometimes we don't believe that we can achieve anything that we do. 
And I've always seen through the power of women sharing their stories, they get inspired to help them achieve that. And we're there to assist them along the way. You know, be through the networking breakfast, be through the workshop, and the encouragement. We all need a bit of encouragement along the way because, if it, you know, entrepreneurs' journeys can be very lonely. Yeah. Many of our ladies are working from home. You know, they don't have an office environment or, you know, just have family that might not always understand the struggles that they're experiencing on a daily basis. So we like to be there for the support. We like to create a platform for the women for the stories to be told. And I absolutely love it. It doesn't feel like work for me. I really honestly love working with the ladies, seeing how they blossom, see, you know, I feel very privileged to see their journey um, and to turn into successful businesswomen that they all are. How many members, very briefly, how many members have you got and how much does it cost to join? We have 80 members currently in Cape Town. We don't, you don't have to be a member to attend any of our events. Being a member is just an added perk. Our membership currently costs 110 rand per month and we offer our members 13,000 rands worth of benefits on an annual basis. Well, I think the very best thing I could do is give out the website because I'm sure there'll be <laughs> many women right here in Cape Town who will be interested and probably further further afield. So if, if you're looking to start up additional chapters elsewhere in the country, they can check the website and find out how. Okay. Absolutely. Super. That would be great. Our Thank website you. is extraordinarywomen.co.za, sorry. And we've, in the next three months we'll be launching, as I said, in Johannesburg, definitely. And then we're looking at Port Elizabeth and even Durban at this stage in terms of spreading. We've just been so fortunate to have so many ladies yeah. coming on board saying, so please bring Super. us to our area of the woods. Gwen, thank you very much. Lovely. Take care. Thank Gwen, you very much. It's a pleasure. Bye-bye. Gwen Coppers, she's the founder of Extraordinary Women, certainly found her passion there. And if you would like to find out more, in fact, it's Extraordinary Women, sorry, www.extraordinary, there's no E on it, it's Extraordinary Women, W-O-M-E-N dot C-O dot Z-A. In Under the Skin this week, Part 2 of Jerry Mufukeng in conversation with Dennis Goldberg. I planned an escape and I did break out. And that meant I had to play for time. Because if you're not an experienced prisoner, you need to be able to force open the cell door. And it's not so easy. And I couldn't make a key. Don't miss Under the Skin. The second part of Jerry Mufuking in conversation with Dennis Goldberg. This Saturday evening, just after the 7 o'clock news. You're listening to Otherwise here on SAFM, and the reason I'm laughing is because we've been talking about food, and our next guest, yes, she's brought in some food, which is so delicious. <laughs> Around about this time, it's always so nice when somebody brings in food. Gosh, that's not a hint. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Tuli Gogela, she's a food blogger and she describes herself as a modern traditional woman and as such in her blog what she does she explores traditional food and her philosophy is that food like sport can bring people together and keep the spirit of Ubuntu going. Well she's featured in the Mail and Guardian book of South African Women 2012 and also she's right here in the Cape Times top of the times where she has got a little column called Mzanzi Cuisine which I was looking at earlier in fact and I didn't put the two and two together. <laughs> Lovely to have you with us truly. I feel as if we've got a, a celebrity in our midst. Fantastic. So, Mzanzi-style cuisine, how long have you been doing this and how did you get into it? I started uh, playing around with the idea back in 2009 mm. 
but it took me two years to put it together and to have a blog out there. So, and yeah, that's, it took me two years to put everything together. Okay, and a lifetime. Because, you know, food is part of where you come from. But uh, you know what? I'm technologically disadvantaged, uh, so I didn't know anything about our websites and food photography and all of those things. I had to do a lot of research before uh, having a food blog. Okay. Well, that, you know, can come along at a later stage. <laughs> What's important is the food. Yes. Did, you, did you train in terms of food, or is it just something that you love? I love food, uh, but I also studied consumer science, food and nutrition at, the, at CPUT. And um, I work as a product developer. Oh, yes. Okay. Do you want to tell me what you've developed yes, in this little um, Tupperware box this here? This is a Township Scones. It's called Pot of Strums. Uh, so I, I made it for you this morning. Oh, lovely. What's and it called? Pot of Strums. Pot of Strums. Yes. As, as in Pot of Strums, the town. Oh, Pot of Strums. <laughs> oh, okay. It's Township Scones. They, okay. they usually serve them at uh, weddings and funerals, and they will serve them with a the fruit juice. Or tea sometimes. Weddings um, or funerals. Yes. Oh dear. Uh-huh. <laughs> but just try them. I'm they're very to, nice. Uh, they're a bit hard. Uh, not like the normal scone. Mm. And uh, they're flat, as you can see. Mm. They're yummy. Yes. Mm. <laughs> One of my readers sent me an email uh, about two years ago saying to me, I need to get a recipe for those township scones. Uh, can you please uh, get it for me? So I called my friends in Jalbeck. Guys, uh, I didn't even know about uh, Project Strums or anything like that. And uh, guys, can you please get me this recipe? Yeah. I got the recipe. Everything was in, bu- in bulk. It was 12 kilograms of uh, flour. Oh, <laughs> enough for five weddings. I'm telling you. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, let me downsize. Let's scale it down a mm. bit. Of which that's what I did. Uh, but I've been playing around. Uh, this one has got a trail mix with cranberries and different seeds mm. and peanuts. So I always play around with the recipe. It's, it's divine. Okay, I was just having another little bit. Just, I'll just get on to that in just a minute. Uh, mm. Yes, I could taste those all sorts of um, yes. goody little things there. And just reading, in fact, in one of your blogs, I believe your, your latest rave of seeds. Yes, I love what, what seeds. What is it with seeds? The thing is, um, I grew up, uh, and my, my grandmother and my aunts, they used to, whenever we were preparing uh, pumpkins, they would take the seeds and put them on a rooftop, uh, dry them, and then they would just snack on them like that. Sometimes they would, they would roast them and just grind them and add them as a spice or seasoning to like uh, dishes. It just gives dishes a different flavor. It certainly does, and they're, and they're terribly expensive, so rather get your own pumpkin, dry your own seeds <laughs> on your rooftop, and it just saves a whole lot of money. Yeah. But in the same blog I was reading yes. about your relationship with Morocco, um, yeah. and somebody <laughs> described it, one of the cameramen that you're working with described it as, it mm, tastes a little bit like spinach mixed with a bit of yucca. Yes. <laughs> and you thought, so it does. <laughs> the first time, uh, um, like at the dried Morocco, um, I bought it in Jalbeck uh, from a street vendor, and uh, I, I asked her, how do, you, how do you prepare this? And she explained it to me, and I took it back to Cape Town, and I tried it in different recipes, the recipes that I got from the vendors. And uh, like, I, I blogged about it, obviously, and people have been asking me, sending me emails and commenting on my blogs, uh, Tuli, uh, how does it taste like? Is it different uh, from spinach? Is it the same? And how... I didn't know how to answer them. I would just say it's, uh, it's different and it's t- it tastes better in, in a good way. And I asked this lady, <laughs> and she's like, uh, it tastes like spinach, but uh, with, a bit, with a bit of ganja. That was very funny. 
But when I think about it, it doesn't. Yeah, it just doesn't give you the same kind of uh, um, response. Yes, exactly. absolutely. <laughs> okay, so Mzanzi cuisine, this yes. is your thing. And your thing is that it's a way of bringing people together. It brings about the spirit of Ubuntu. Yes. Elaborate. You know what, uh, if let's say for instance you move into a new neighborhood and uh, you, you, you don't know the people, it, it's nice when your neighbors bring you uh, a plate of pie, a pie or some biscuits or they invite you for dinner. That's, that's why I'm saying it brings uh, people together. And um, I looked back when we had the 2010 World Cup, I looked around and people were so happy. People didn't care who you are or where you're coming from. And I look at uh, incidences when you're just hanging out with friends and brying or just enjoying food, having food and drinks. People don't care who you are, what social class you're coming from. Uh, they, they just enjoy the vibe, the people and the stories. Just tell people uh, your stories, uh, their background. Everyone's got a story to tell. That's what my blog is all about. I'm encouraging people to share their stories. It's not just about my story. Yes, I'm sharing my story, uh, where I'm coming from, how I grew up, but I always encourage and I always appreciate when I get emails or comments from my readers saying, you know what, to leave this uh, bread. Uh, like, for instance, there was this comment from this lady. Uh, she says, uh, it was on the steamed bread uh, recipe. She says, Tuli, you know what, thank God I found this recipe. I've been looking for it for 40 years. Oh. <laughs> My nanny back in the day used to, used to prepare it for us. And you know what, and she would, uh, they would go on and tell you like uh, how their childhood was like and how they interacted with the nanny and what they've learned uh, from the nanny. And uh, recently I got an email from an Indian lady. She says, Tuli, I'm looking for a jagga recipe. A jagga is a steamed bread with a bit of meal, meal. Hmm. and 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 I'm like, go look at the blog. Did you did you look at the blog? And she's like, yes, I looked and I sent her the link. So it it connects people. Uh, it doesn't matter where you who you are and where you come from. People just uh, uh, it's this connection point. You just enjoy your food. Uh, I enjoy your food, and that's what so it's, it's all about. So it's, it's the tradition of bringing uh, people, people together, together around food. Around food. As well as a little bit of traditional food. Yes. I mean, that's, that's your thing. Yes. You know what? Um, I uh, got to a point, because I studied food, I've been trained to cook um, for three years, uh, because we had practical classes for three years uh, uh, when I was doing my course in, at CPUT. I realized that, you know what? Um, I don't know how to make pap. And that's all said uh, for an African woman like myself, not to know how to prepare pap. And uh, there are ingredients um, in South Africa and Southern Africa that I do not know about, uh, indigenous ingredients. And uh, this, this friend of mine, my neighbor from uh, Queenstown, just, she was writing on Facebook, guys, I'm looking for a recipe for macheu. And I'm like, you know, macheu, we grew up drinking macheu, and uh, there's no recipe. If you can try to Google is. Uh, at that time, there was no recipe for macheu, and people like uh, you, you just go to the stores and buy macheu. And I was like, let me create this platform. Um, I just I put the recipes there so that you people don't look uh, for 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 the macheu recipes. And the sad thing is that uh, those people who knew how to prepare, uh, who know how to prepare macheu, is our grandparents. And the uh, the uh, the answer uh, and they're the definitely technologically challenged. <laughs> they're not going to start long <laughs> and, and you think of, of 
people die, you know, and we don't want uh, them to uh, to live with all that heritage, all that information, uh, all that culture. So let's, uh, the blog, I found it to be a way of capturing all that knowledge and heritage and just preserve it um, for the uh, for this generation and hopefully our children as well. Absolutely. Well, come at the moment, come at the woman <laughs> and here you are. Um, I just want to know, I'm going to give you your little... Your little plastic box back, but I'm going to hang on to my pouches from Patty here. Is the recipe on your on your blog? Uh, you do get a recipe for the plain pouches shrooms, and then I play around with it. I add some blueberries, and then I get on play around with it. I add a bit of cocoa and cranberries and orange. It's uh, yeah, you will get different recipes. <laughs> what I'm going to do. I'm going to do two things. I'm going to ask you first just to stay with us because there's a recipe that uh, Hazel's got her eyes on, and she wouldn't forgive me if we don't give you at least a bit of a an opportunity to talk about it. So I'm going to ask you just to stay with okay. us for just one sec. Okay. But I'm also going to give out your website where all. All this information will be found. Yes. And I'm so glad that you've overcome your, your technophobia because uh, at least everybody can enjoy your food and come together over Mzanzi-style cuisine. And that's the website, in fact. It's www.mzanzi-style-cuisine.co.za. There you go. And it's 1.30 time for the news headlines with what I'm sure by now is a very hungry Utsilisa. <laughs> Thanks very much. It's really glad you had lunch. I haven't yet. <laughs> but uh, I'm also very, very interested, at least Hazel's very, very interested to hear from Tuli Gogela. She wants to hear all about this lamb recipe, and she also wants to know the recipe for kombuti. Um, um, kombuti. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, have you got it in your head? I mean, I've got it's a recipe for umkombuti, but you know what? I've, I've been told that you know what? Uh, making umkombuti is a traditional ritual. You need to have a duck on your head. You need to not uh, be with a man for like a couple of days. Uh, and I was thinking, I'm so intimidated. I don't want to put it on the blog. It's so scary <laughs> if there's all these rules that come with uh, preparing umkombuti. And what happens if you don't? I don't know. I have well, no let's idea. not put it to the test. Uh, Hazel, I hope you're listening to this one. Because who knows? But I can one. give her the recipe. I've got the recipe. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, well, and that recipe, so it's not yet on your blog? No, it's not okay. yet on my blog. Okay, but this one for the, the lamb stew yes, is? Yes, the lamb stew with Morocco and, and feta dumplings. Uh, these guys are from SABC2, a talk essay show. They contacted me a couple of uh, weeks ago, and uh, they asked me to be on their show. Uh, the show is going to be at the episode is going to be at um, uh, next week, I believe. And uh, they, were, they just wanted to ask me some questions about traditional food, indigenous dishes. What do I think about it? Uh, is it uh, healthy? Is it, uh, is it fattening? Um, and all of that. And I've had to prepare a recipe for them. And they came to my place. And um, luckily, I had some uh, dried Morocco, f- uh, which I bought from Jovek. And I, I was thinking, what, what am I going to do with this uh, uh, Morocco? And then I, I thought of uh, um, incorporating them into dumplings with some feta cheese, and it was amazing. And uh, those guys, they were licking the plate. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a very easy recipe. It's a winter now. Uh, we're looking for dishes that are going to warm you up. And uh, it's, it's a very easy recipe to prepare. And if you do not have um, Morocco, you can always replace it with spinach. Just fry spinach uh, just a little bit and uh, uh, mix it with your dumplings. And uh, it's 
and Vita Chiz. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, we better not give too much away. All the guys from SABC yeah, too will be, not be happy with us if we get the whole thing. But eventually, that's going to end up yes, on you. Yes, uh, it's it's um, so it's, it's lamb stew with morocco and feta it, cheese dumplings. Yes, it's lamb stew with morocco and feta cheese dumplings. And watch out for what is it? Talk SA on SABC two. SABC two. And that's happening when? It's happening next week. No, not sure when. There you go. Just keep yourself tuned to SABC one way or another. I let them know. They must just follow my tweets and my Facebook page. Okay. What's, what's your Twitter handle? Uh, my Twitter handle is at uh, Mzanza Cuisine, uh, all okay. small caps, no spaces. And uh, my Facebook page is um, Mzanza Style Cuisine, just the name of my blog. There you go. Yes. Truly lovely. And thank you so much. This will be my lunch as well. Mm. I'm oh, I'm oh, I'm certainly going to. Can't wait. Thank you for Lovely. It's a pleasure, and I'm sure we'll speak again. Yes. Take care. Julie Gogero, and once again, Facebook, it's Mzanzi Style Cuisine. Uh, Twitter handle is Mzanzi Cuisine, and the website is www.mzanzicuisine.co.za. In tune on SAFM. So now the business is up and running. You're making a little bit of money. What are some of the mistakes that people make once the money starts coming in? Uh, swag. 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 <laughs> we like to pledge, you know. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Living beyond your means and just showing off new money shouts, old yes. money whispers. In tune on SAFM. For the youth, by the youth. 12 midday to 1 o'clock every Saturday, only on SAFM. And right here on uh, SAFM, you're listening to Otherwise, and we're talking about food. What I didn't ask Tuli is whether or not indeed her food is healthy or fattening. And yet, no, she's absolutely not. It's so healthy and it's completely not fattening. And uh, I'm looking at these little potches from Patty thinking, no way for these fattening. They're just far too delicious. But what we are talking about, talking of healthy or fattening or whatever, is detox. Well, it's a word, as you'll know, that crops up all the time in women's magazines. And I suppose it's because so often as women, there are times when you just feel like you need to do something about yourself. Well, we have on the line two women who can help us. Helen De Beer is a dietitian for de-analysis. She's going to explain to us exactly what detoxification is. And Jenny Gard is a medical doctor and has a, a big interest in health and nutrition to give us some ideas about what you actually need to do to detox. Well, got them both on the line. Hi, Helen. Hi, Nancy. Thanks Hi. for having me. And have we got you too, Jenny? Okay, we haven't got Jenny. Yes, yes, we have. Hi. Helen, let's start with you. Um, you are a, a dietitian for de-analysis. Detoxification is what? It's very trendy as a word. What does it really mean? It is very trendy, and it's, it's not what we're talking about when we go to a health spa and, we, and we're thinking of drinking strange concoctions and that kind of thing. What we're looking at is actually um, a biological process in your body where we are supporting, where the liver is actually our main detoxification organ. So we are detoxing on a daily basis, but what we're wanting to do is support that detoxification process as much as possible. So in the liver, just to take care of it a little bit, is we have two phases that help our body detoxify. We have phase one, and there are enzymes involved in phase one, which activate the toxins that come into the body. And then we have phase Two, where that phase neutralizes those activated toxins that phase one has activated. Phase two neutralizes them to be able to excrete them from the body. And how we can support that is with certain, with yeah, particular nutrition and 
and making sure that we are living a very healthy lifestyle. So we are detoxing every day, but we want to make sure that that liver is supported throughout that detoxification process. Okay, so it happens naturally anyway. It's not like we're doing something completely un, you know, un, unnatural. It's something that happens anyway. It's just a matter of, of accelerating it. Exactly, and how well we do it. And that, that is very much dependent on our genetic makeup and how well um, just, just the genes that we have. And because genes code for these enzymes that work in phase one and phase two detoxification, it depends on the variations that you have in your genes as to how well your phase one and phase two detox processes are working. And what can happen is you may have specific genes that accelerate your phase one and other genes that may slow down your phase two. And what can happen is if your phase one is accelerated and all these toxins are being activated, in that active form they can be very harmful to cellular membranes and if there's a big buildup of toxins being activated, then it can eventually cause damage to organs. So you want your phase one and phase two to be working really nicely in sync with each other. It works on a very, could almost say, on a conveyor belt system yeah. where you don't want to build up anywhere because if there is a build up then there is damage to the body yeah. and so that's so yes we ha- we are de- detoxing all the time but some people detox better than others given that some people are able to detox better than others just naturally because that's how their body is made up i suppose it also depends on how many toxins you are allowing into your body in the first place. I mean, there are toxins that you willingly take in and toxins that you can't help but take in, I suppose. Exactly, exactly. And, and we, can't, we can't help everything. It's just, just a natural process and just being exposed to different environmental factors. Um, and then, obviously, the toxins that you willingly take in, such as you know, smoked foods, um, being exposed to, to cigarette smoke, uh, the charcoal nice, tasty, briny that we're taking in. Those are all carcinogens and toxins that, that cause damage to the body. Um, so how well some people detoxify those is different to others, and that's very much genetic dependent. But it doesn't mean to say that you can't improve that by making sure that you avoid toxins as much as possible and then also take in the right foods to support the liver in detoxification. Okay. Helen DeBeer is a dietitian, giving us a bit of an idea, a bit of a breakdown about what detoxification really is. In a minute, we're going to hear from Jenny, perhaps, uh, or, you know, how you can accelerate that, uh, that detoxification process. So stay with us, it's otherwise. The National Arts Festival in Grahamstown runs from the 27th of June to the 7th of July. The biggest festival on the continent has 3,000 performances, including the best theatre, hottest jazz, awesome dance, great music, lectures, comedy, film, performance art, exhibitions, and much more. It's the place to be this winter. Book now at CompuTicket. Visit us online at www.nationalartsfestival.co.za. The National Arts Festival, 11 days of amazing, in partnership with SAFM. South Africa's news and information leader. Here's to the students who stood up to the might of an unjust system. The students who put aside their fear to march for the right to better education. Here's to the young men and women who fought and died for our freedom. Here's to millions of young South Africans who battle new challenges every day. Who overcome poverty and unemployment so they can reach their potential. Here's to the youth of South Africa. 
Here's to the future of South Africa. The SABC proudly salutes our youth this month. News from the TV Licence Office. With our new SMS balance inquiry function, you can now get your TV licence balance quickly and easily on your cell phone. SMS your ID number or TV licence number to 44210 and voila, quick and easy, TV licences make a difference. Otherwise, with Nancy Richards. And here on Otherwise Talking Women, we're talking detox and uh, we're talking about how it occurs naturally in the body and how you can just make it happen that little bit more quickly and uh, what effect that will have. Um, Helen, just before we go to Jenny to find out how one actually detoxes, how do you know when you've... Do you actually feel the effects once you've detoxed? Well, I think you you can feel the effects if you... Your body is under a lot of strange, what we could call almost toxic, having many toxins just in the body by, by eating unhealthy foods and being exposed to a lot of toxins. You may feel drained or your immune system may be, um, maybe not as, not functioning as well as it could do. But how you could also find out is by doing genetic testing and looking at specific variants and then you would be able to just get that extra knowledge on where you have your strong points and your weaker areas and how to just adapt your diet and your your lifestyle as much as possible. Okay, and that's something that you do at de-analysis, is it? Yes. Okay, we'll get your details in just a minute. Um, get your website in just a minute. So, Jenny, um, Jenny Gardy, you are, as a medical doctor, you have a particular interest in health and nutrition, which is always interesting, isn't it? Um, I know it's been said, you know, that uh, nutritionists will be the doctors of tomorrow because if we eat better, we will be healthier. In terms of detoxing, what do you recommend people do to sort of bring it along, make it happen a little bit quicker? Jenny. Thanks, Nancy. And I, I, I think I just want to backtrack because I think it's a huge subject and I don't think it's as easy as what can you do to hasten the process because it all depends on what toxin. And Helen has mentioned junk food, refined processed food. But if we take into account things like electromagnetic um, toxicity, electrosmog that we're all surrounded with, and I think it's important just to extend the conversation to Yes, we get toxic from the things that we eat and the things that we're exposed to, but toxicity is any sort of uh, noxious, virulent thing. And we have to, I think, bring into the conversation thoughts, beliefs, habits, relationships, because those are also all toxic, and they affect our lives as well. Because I don't think we can separate, yes, this is just the body, and that's what medicine does, and I don't think that's right. We have to see the individual as a whole, and systems don't actually work in isolation. There's a synergy and interconnectedness yeah. because... Jenny, I hear, exactly, have, I, can, I hear exactly what you say, but we've got five minutes left. So I'm thinking maybe we can narrow it down to uh, some simple ways in which you can detoxify. Well, I would say then you start with the gut because they say you are what you eat, but I think even more importantly, you are what you absorb. And if you don't absorb the nutrients and if you are... Say, for example, coriander. Coriander is one of the very few substances that actually crosses the blood-brain barrier and will help you detox mercury and heavy metals. So I think, I mean, Helen obviously has a a large list of foods that can help with detox, but I would say get your gut in working order. That would be the place that I think is the, the first place to start. And other than taking coriander, 
How would you do that? Well, I think um, many people who are toxic are suffering from candida, ischemic candida, which is thrush, which you may or may not know that you have. So one of the first things to do, I think, is to try and cut out refined carbohydrates, sweets, sugars, because that impacts heavily on your whole system. So by starting to eliminate that and eating fresh, whole foods in as much as possible, that is a, that is a great way to start. So you said refined, processed, sugar, all those things are, are no-nos. Well, you know, we, we don't live in an ideal world, but I think if we can just start being aware, what do you put in your body? And, you, you know, you need to look at your at Helen's diet and lifestyle. So if you can just start slowly, step by step, um, to try and bring in uh, things that are not processed, things that are fresh, whole fruits, um, fresh fruits, vegetables, nuts, the, the more untampered food that we eat, the better it is for our body because our body is not actually designed to eliminate um, a lot of the complex molecules that are manufactured um, that, that are in processed foods. So what, about, what about, what about what we drink? I mean, I imagine that, you know, again, going back to the women's magazine story, we've seen endless sort of different diets about, you know, drinking any water, drinking this, drinking that. Is that something that, I mean, tea, coffee, are we ingesting all sorts of horrors? I think we are. And just from my own point of view, I had heavy metal poisoning, which is where my whole interest with detoxification started. And I, part of my, my toxicity was from the lead uh, drinking pipes when I was living in London. So water is the mainstay, but you need to make sure that the water that you are drinking is good quality water. And that's a whole other subject because, you know, water and plastics. But yes, water, coffee, um, diet drinks, fizzy drinks, all those are really very unhelpful because your body then has to work much harder to detox these foreign substances. Yeah. Helen, back to you. Um, you know, looking at, at your detoxification program, what do you recommend? In terms of eating definitely natural foods as much as possible to avoid taking in toxins and then also supporting the liver with um, specific types of foods, your antioxidant-rich foods, which will help in detoxification. Antioxidant-rich foods include your brightly colored fruits and vegetables. Um, and in winter, it's easy to get a lot of these in, such as your, your butternut and red sweet potato, carrots, things like that, as well as different kinds of berries. So make sure that you get in a wide range of colorful fruits and vegetables every day. And then also the cruciferous family of vegetables, which includes broccoli and cabbage, as well as kale and turnips, contain specific chemicals that really do help support this detoxification process in the liver. So focus on on taking in good quantities of broccoli and cabbage in your diet, as well as your allium-type vegetables, which include um, your onions and garlic, which are also easy, flavorful foods to get in. Just lastly then, I think for a quick one from both of you, this is it's less about going on a great big detox diet um, than re- perhaps adjusting how you eat 
all of the time anyway. Very briefly, Jenny. Yeah, and I think that, you, you know, the, the key is to start slowly. It's not as if tomorrow you need to stop everything you're doing because that's, that's not possible. But just slowly start bringing in um, more healthful foods. You know, the list that Helen has given is yeah. great. Um, a lot of greens. Greens are, are fantastic to help. And to make sure that you've got good bacteria in your gut, which um, you can get from probiotics, from fermented foods. Jenny, going to leave it at that. We're out of time. Jenny Gardy, medical doctor, and Helen De Beer. I think if anybody would like to get hold of you to find out a little bit more, the website is www.dnalysis.co.za. Is that right? Yes. Super. Thank you. Helen De Beer, Jenny Gardy, thank you both very much, and you've been listening to Otherwise here on SAFM. Next up, Shop Shop Today. It's another repeat of a Shop Shop favourite. It's the snail and the whale.